right. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Sky Pirate Radio. Uh, we're a, we're a gamer podcast. <laughs> sort of. If, if if I had to if I had to describe uh, our show in in sort of one particular phrase, and I don't like to to describe. Can I us wait? Can I before you say? Can I my I have a guess, and my guess is that you're going to say by gamers for gamers. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but you know what? We are by <laughs> by gamers, and we are for gamers. <laughs> Um, we're created by gamers, just just total gamer energy here. But I was also going to say that we're sort of the we're sort of the dart and dill of video games. I feel oh, like. I see. Yeah, we're sort wow. of kind of like uh, video game tricksters, so to speak. Sort of, sort of agitating the field. I'd like to think, uh, shaking things up, um, and just being a little bit of a nuisance. Uh, if you are familiar with Australian uh, children's comic dart and dill. This joke will will hit you. Partic- this will resonate with you. But otherwise, that's okay. Uh, feel free to look up Darn Dill in your own time. I think that so- might be the one of the deepest cuts possible. <laughs> yeah, just start the podcast off with a little bit of uh, a little bit of K Zone humor. Um, we're going to be talking all about Oddbods today. Uh, Patricia the Bat. Uh, is there any Australian comics that you'd like to to get to today, Kevin? Well, you see, I never. I never met the Dart and Dill man, mm. but uh, at my high school there was a dad <laughs> who was a, who was a kind of a cartoon maker, and he knew the guy who did Dart and Dill. So, wow. that's my that's my that's my connection to mm-hmm. to uh, to a higher power. Yeah, to to the the Australian uh, comic cartooning world, which seems to <laughs> degrease rapidly by the day. I don't know if there's any comics running like Darren Do anymore, but God, there should be. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're sort of a video game podcast, so to speak. We can we rap about video games. There's all sorts of games coming out these days. The Last of Us Two just came out. We have to have an opinion about that one, Kevin. Everyone's talking about well, it. Well, here's I'll do a quick I'll do a quick off the top of my head opinion about it. All right, what let's I, spill it off the dome. What I think it's really important for everyone to know is that uh, Dart and Dill. Uh, one of them <coughs> is a duck, and one of them is like a kind of a goblin imp man. Yeah, sort of a blue goblin, of so to speak. And 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 sort of the premise of the comic is. That uh, they sort of live with this dude who's got a bowl cut and glasses, and they're constantly ruining his life. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to think that in in our own way, that's sort of what our podcast is is all about. Just kind of giving a noogie to all the gamers out there, and just saying, <laughs> you know, have some fun. Have some fun, you know. Don't <laughs> take it all so seriously. Yeah, that's what I that that, that is that is. <laughs> I like that. That's actually wrapped us around to I guess I guess an, of an opinion on The Last of Us too. <laughs> Don't take things so seriously, guys. It's okay. Are people upset about it? I've got no idea what people are talking about. Oh, Last it's just people... It, it's just... It's one of those things where a game, a big AAA, you know, publisher game comes out and everyone's like, wow, this is this is uh, the new hottest ga- movie game. Yeah. This is... Uh, uh, yeah, I think people were... Comp- like, there was that tweet that was comparing it to uh, Schindler's List, which is, frankly, uh, <laughs> hilarious. More um, like... Uh, it's it's more like the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron of games mm. than it is the Schindler's List of games. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, it's it's anytime any kind of game that is a bit serious comes up, we have to we have to treat it with so delicately with, with <laughs> gloves and just be like, this is an ornate work of art. Don't touch it. It's beautiful. It's fucking perfect. We can't we can't mess with it. Um, uh, my girlfriend's been playing it. She's been giving me updates. She says that they sort of have been more heavy on the... If you played The Last of Us 1, Kevin, more heavy on the sort of character stuff, just mm-hmm. story stuff, which seems like a good idea because playing that game was always the worst part of it. Um, she says she <laughs> likes the, the lesbian characters in it, so that's good. Good good, good stuff. Um, and that's The Last of Us. That's all that's I really want to say us. about it. And it's got zombies in it, too. They should have called it The Second Last of Us. I know. That's what that it reminds me of Final Fantasy because it was going to be the last one. Is The Last oh. of Us the new Final Fantasy? Give me a break. The even Moose. more laster of us. Mm. The lasts of us. It's kind of like aliens. A bit. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, I, 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 I guess that's The Last of Us. But the the hottest game to come out in in recent years that you should all be talking about and treating very seriously is uh, Getaway Grand Prix. We're working on it. A <laughs> um, little car game. It's a, uh, it's 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 a huge leap in gaming technology. It is. Um, it's a huge I know your hit with hit me already. around the office. Mm-hmm. My family loves it. My grandma can't get enough of it. My grandma actually has played Getaway Grand Prix and she enjoys it. I, I find that I can I can present it to to family and friends pretty easily because it's, got, it's kind of got that Pac Man style. That's good. I yeah, like that. Yeah, she she my grandma Lilius thinks it's wonderful, Kevin, <laughs> and she's so proud of you. Well, that's I've achieved everything I need to. Then I think mm-hmm. you can retire, hang up the coat, put the, let's delete the delete the prototypes. We're all done. <laughs> uh, wipe our hands of it. But I know you're sussing out at the moment, uh, sort of UI stuff in Getaway Grand Prix. How are you feeling about that right now? It's well, it's kind of one of those things where it's. You're making a prototype, and I feel like I've, I feel like I've been kind of making. Uh, it's like making a sculpture out of clay, and you're just slapping more and more stuff on, and eventually you're like, well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to finish that part and, f- and figure it out out and make it look nice. But for now, it works, uh, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the state that it's in at the moment, and it needs a lot of tidying up. Um, that's alright. That's just all part of that's all part of making a game, you know. Mm-hmm. There's the easy part where you are just thinking about, uh, think of all the fun ideas I can have in a game, and then there's the hard part where uh, you have to actually put, you know, you're halfway through your list of things that you have to put in, and it's uh, it's getting hard. Mm-hmm. But that's all it's right. Like we'll when, fight through it. It's like when you get a Gundam or like any sort of, like a Nintendo Labo kit, and you get it in the mail and you're like, wow, look at this, this looks like so much fun, and you open it up and you have to make it, and you're like, what the fuck? Wait a sec, no one told me about this. This is a highway robbery, what is this? I have to do work? Um, That's a bit what what game development is like to the extreme. But uh, yeah, I I feel like, I feel it's serviceable. I've been playing a lot of it to capture GIFs and stuff like that for the Twitter, and and I think it's working out for me. I, I can look at the... I think the wheel, as like a solid color, is enough of an indicator to be like to have it in like the corner of my vision and be like, okay, that's keeping my my gem yeah. combo counter up. Yeah, that's important. You have to kind of be able to tell if you still have your combo. 
Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I have to finish the rest of the kind of mini-boss characters that'll spawn in. So the way I kind of... I, I wanted to put uh, enemies and, and mini-bosses and, like, power-ups and stuff, but I couldn't... I didn't have any idea on how I should spawn them in. Um, and then I thought maybe I could have... We could have the little bar that fills up when you collect your gems, and that's how close... You that's how you know how close you are to the end of the level because I thought mm -hmm. that was something good about um, stuff like Pac-Man and Space Invaders like you always know how close you are to the end of, of the level that you're doing yeah, a clear progression in it. yeah, and then I thought on, on that kind of meter we could put it certain degrees that'd be like little mystery boxes that uh, you open up and you don't know what they're going to be but there can be different uh, different power-ups or different little hindrances or enemies and stuff can pop up. Yeah. Um, and so I think that gives it some fun surprise. But I still have to make it all uh, work, I guess. It's just an idea. I have some of the power-ups and some of the enemies, but I have to get them uh, spawning in. And then we'll see how good it is. And then we have to tweak kind of how long we think the levels should be. It's It's coming together. Yeah, we're, 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 as you say, we're moulding it into that form that it needs mm, to be. Yes. Um, and, and if you want to hear more about the game, we should have a newsletter coming out. If not uh, already by the time of this podcast, it, it will be out shortly thereafter. So make sure to sign up at uh, uh and, and subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to hear more juicy details about Greta Way Grand Prix. Otherwise, we'll um, just keep them to ourselves. Otherwise, it's just for us, and we're never going to release it. Goodbye. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, you get to play it. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about something very important now, Kevin. And yes. And it's something we've been meaning to talk about for a while. It's a little movie. Uh, you uh, bequested. Yes. Yeah, you're very excited. Like, I forgot. I'm sure you're, you're, you're eating this up. It's a movie you requested I watch, and it's called Scoob. It came out this year. It's a Scooby... <laughs> It's a quote mark Scooby Doo film that has mm. come out. Uh, do you what? How did you? Why did you just decide? Did you just sit down on your couch one day, Kevin, and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and watch Scoob. I didn't what know was the story there. I didn't know that Scoob was going to be. I only kind of half knew that Scoob was going to be what it was going to be. So right. I'd seen screenshots. I still thought that it was in some way going to be a Scooby-Doo mystery. I mean, Boy, I knew nothing. I, I really... I didn't watch the trailer or anything going into it, so that that was still my preconceived notion of the film when I started it, and I think that's a good headspace to be yeah, in for definitely. it. Um, what I knew was that Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt were going to be in it, uh -huh. um, and I also had seen a screenshot of Captain Caveman... <laughs> So okay, and I had the kind of idea that they were trying to that they were trying to create a Hanna Barbera cinematic universe, and they really went for it. I I think I caught on to the fact that they were going to try and do all this this uh, mixed character Hanna Barbera universe stuff as soon as uh, that Shaggy had all that that uh, Dino Mutt and Falcon merchandise, and I was like, oh no! Yeah. But I had no idea. That, uh, <laughs> to the extent, <laughs> the 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 level to which they would they would use uh, that sort of structure, that that sort of superhero Avengers kind of thing, is extreme. Uh, in like, <laughs> I 
I didn't, as soon as someone mentioned the name, like a character was like, Dick Dastardly is on the run. And I'm like, hold on, wait, 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 wait stop. Wait a, wait a, wait just a second here, guys. You need to, you need to slow down for me. Dick Dastardly is here. He's present <laughs> and accounted for in this universe. Um, and he looks like sort of, uh, uh, like a DeviantArt version of him. Yeah, like, like, they redesigned cool. him a bit. Yeah, he got, he's got like a big purple coat and he, he's got all these little uh, minions, robots, these proto-minions following him around. Um, man, it's weird. Uh, there's alliances are formed and broken. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it starts from the very beginning of uh, as, like a... Uh, uh, Shaggy and Scooby as kids, and then they do to like a big Avengers plot thing of bringing that that sort of sentiment back towards the end of the film, mm. um, in possibly the most extreme form it could. Because uh, Dick Dastardly's sort of plan is to open the gates of hell uh, so that he can save his imprisoned dog Muttley uh, from hell because he he opened it with him earlier in the uh, before the film started and. Uh, Muttley was trapped in hell. <laughs> and, uh... I feel fine spoiling the whole movie. I, I don't yeah. think anyone's gonna actually watch this. Yeah. Some cows in it. Like, that, don't watch the, it. That first part of the movie is so rough because the part where it is the worst is when it's doing a crowd scene or when it's trying to do a realistic person because when Simon Cowell comes in, it starts looking a lot like Shrek 2. Yes, that's... <laughs> Like I'm pretty sure everyone was thinking like that. Is that a, is that his Shrek model? They, they, <laughs> they just imported used. it over. Yeah, it was like it was just just took it from DreamWorks. Um, yeah, the the regular people. I think the the Mystery Inc. gang looks pretty alright, but when it comes to just regular people, they all it all looks a bit. Uh, some some mo-capped uh, extras <laughs> dancing mm. around the uh, the. It's machine. like when uh you see like a like storyboards for a movie and it's like these really bad 3D renders of what the actors are supposed <laughs> to look like. It's a bit like that. Um but yeah, I really want to talk about the end of the movie most of all cuz I feel like that's where it really got fucking nuts. Well, yeah, I guess that yeah. So Scooby and Shaggy meet uh and then they have kind of a a Scooby-Doo adventure with the Mystery Inc. gang as kids, and then past that, we're basically no more mystery anymore. It basically yeah, there's like a short montage. <laughs> it of... becomes yeah, there's a short montage of that. Then that's over, and it becomes basically uh, Captain America: Civil War or mm-hmm. or something, where they just basically took. The, the time stamp of all the plot points. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, they've got to go to a new location with a new set mm-hmm. piece and a new character to meet every 10 minutes. Yeah, there's like story beats, but no real um, writing. No, none of it. None of it. <laughs> the plot doesn't actually have anything that strings it together. There's no... It's just, they just kind of move from place to place. And that's... Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's obviously kind of cheap and not thought out that much, but it's a cartoon, so who cares? There's a lot of action, um, not a lot of laughs. Did you laugh during this movie, Kevin? I actually did laugh a lot. Did you? Well, I, I mean, started... were you laughing not, were you laughing at the absurdity of, of the proceedings? <laughs> 
I started enjoying um, how Fred started getting weird. Like at the end, Fred had like a he was really stupid but really uh, kind of confident, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. some of his lines. I I I thought it was really rough at the start, but then uh, it started throwing too many things at me for me to really critically think about them as they came. <laughs> I think I had a. I think I had a bit more of a sobering experience with the film. Yeah, I I think I was just excited because I watched uh, I saw all those cartoons as a kid and the, the like Laugh Olympics and stuff, so I was getting a kick out of recognizing a bunch of obscure characters. Mm, yeah, I think the the highlight of the film for me was when uh, Captain Caveman made his appearance. Uh, <laughs> again, for no real reason, he like sets up a challenge so that they can get a MacGuffin. And, and that's why he's there. It's very much like, like a webcomic or a piece of fan fiction or something mm, like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. It's fascinating. The, yeah, the um, Captain Caveman sequence is like one chapter of a fan fiction. A hundred percent. It's like, oh, who's here? It's a, it's a special surprise character. It's Captain uh, Caveman, but not as Captain you Caveman. know him. With a twist. I, I wrote down the one time I laughed in the film. Yes. Uh, other than like in like it like in disbelief because a lot of the like Cerberus <laughs> stuff later really threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I, when uh, it was with uh, Falcon guy, what's his name? I forget. Blue Falcon. Blue Falcon and uh and his dog Dino Mutt and uh, Blue Falcon is talking about how how he's a great superhero and he says a superhero never reveals his tricks and then Dino Mutt says I think you're thinking of magicians and and uh, Blue Falcon says I'm always thinking about magicians. That made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I thought he was a pretty funny uh, character at certain points. Yeah, they had they had they had a handful of those uh, those Marvel Cinematic Universe jokes, which is another thing that it I guess it shared with with those movies. Yeah, it doesn't really know what it is. It, it's part Scooby Doo, part uh, parody of uh, Marvel, but not yeah. fully because then it doesn't really. At the end, it's not really a parody. It's taking it incredibly seriously. Uh, this is what just is what happening. movies are now. Movies, the the industry is is such that you have to a movie has to do well all over the world, and so it uh, kind of, I think it's got some of the nuance taken out of it, and is mostly you know a quarter of a movie about a robot dog and just things that kids might like. Mm, and then it's going to end on some, some very sentimental note that makes you believe it's about something. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and, of course, this does end with, uh, you know, Shaggy sort of swapping places with Muttley into hell so that he can seal the gate to hell and he's trapped in there in, a, in like, sort of a golden smog chamber with Cerberus. Um, and it sort of sets it up like it's going to be like, a prolonged twist, like a Marvel movie will sort of end on it on a sad note, like a cliffhanger. And it was going to be, like, Shaggy... I believe we both had the preconceived notion mm. that Shaggy was going to be stuck in there until Scoob 2. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That but then, me. But then the movie realises that it's for kids. <laughs> they can't fucking do that. Whoops, whoopsie. Reverse and it. Then it's, they reverse it, like, it's, he's in there for one minute. <laughs> he's like there for a couple of minutes and then he immediately gets kicked out and it's all good and I feel like that's where the movie really drops the ball because that could have been such a ballsy move yeah, that you I would have so. I kind of would have been you behind it you would have respected it. it yeah I would have respected the art 
Shag what, like, in them hell. setting up from the beginning to the end that Shaggy is going to be separated from Scooby for a prolonged <laughs> period of time. That would shatter kids' hearts. I like the, I liked the characterization of Shaggy and Scooby being that they kind of have a superhuman ability to distract villains by doing 70s hijinks. They kind of they're able to kind of stretch reality, I guess. It's weird. Sure. I like the idea that their their uh, sort of asset as a team was that they yeah, they uh, fuck up in such a way that they end up saving the day. Which I think is a is a good archetype to acknowledge, since they do that pretty much everywhere in in every form they're in. Yeah, there um, were a couple of scenes where the, it seemed to kind of be true to Shaggy and Scooby stuff, but not true to uh you know, uh, Scooby Doo format of like, oh, what's really going on here with all this stuff? Yeah, it's, I guess... it's just kind of like straight up Avengers time. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. Anyway, we really need to stop talking about this now. But I just have I, I have one last last little tidbit. So during mm-hmm. the during the last during the credits, right? You see, we see as oh super shit! Hero I team. stopped watching it. I didn't you watch didn't, through the credits. You didn't see this, so the no. <laughs> wow, you missed out on. It. So the end credits feature uh, a Hanna Barbera superhero team formed of uh, Blue Falcon as the leader. Uh, featuring uh-huh. featuring Atom Ant, who's not an ant anymore. It's a man in some sort of Atom Ant vaguely looking and shaped suit with extra arms. Mm. And great, the great grape ape, the giant purple gorilla. No. And <laughs> yes, uh, and someone else who was not that surprising. And then, um. Jabberjaw the shark. What the fuck? <laughs> all the other ones were like kind of like Marvel Cinematic Universeified by making them have like crazy suits and stuff. But Jabberjaw is just a Jabberjaw. <laughs> <laughs> and um, apparently that was going to be that was going to be Blue Falcon's team in the movie, but having to having that many characters meant there wasn't enough time for the Mystery Ink gang. So they cut them all and put Captain Caveman in, like, a different scene, uh, and you see that all, all that's left is that end credits. Um, Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> I read I read some interviews, because I was so curious Fuck. about the that's future of the, of the HB Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. Holy crap, they really were like, oh, what do we do? This movie's a goddamn mess. <laughs> There's like five movies in here. That's that's buck wild. I might have to yeah, watch you do have to, you up have to, to that to point again that and have a look at those renders because uh, that sounds interesting. And it, yeah, if we get a Scoob two, then we'll we'll have learned our no. lesson. You can't. No, 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 it's too no. late. You can't catch up to where Marvel is now by making one the Mummy movie or three Godzilla movies. You have to mm-hmm. be making one movie that uh, crosses over with. 30 other properties right from the start. That's your movie. Yeah, we don't have time. <laughs> we Basically, simply don't. We have to do this. I'm going to I'm going to cap this with a short story, Kevin. When I was a boy on my birthday, I went to Big W and I bought I was so excited the Scooby-Doo movie on DVD. 
because I watched it in the theater and I thought it was bloody great. Oh wait, no, I didn't see. I never saw it in the theater. That's a false memory. This is gonna be. The, this was the first time I saw the film. I took it home from Big W. The, the, the DVD looked all great. I popped it in on my birthday, and I, I when I was a kid, I guess I didn't register it. I just watched a movie over and over. But I found my DVD recently that I bought from Big W and popped it in, and it was a Cambrip of Scooby Doo. <laughs> That I bought from Big W, and I still can't wrap my mind around how that could have happened. That's bizarre. Than, yeah, it must have been maybe they like got the wrong stock provider or something. Wow. Because yeah, like the audio was all blown out, and uh, it was it was very obviously situated in a feeder with a camera. So weird. Someone a, made a mistake, a, I guess. Of, That's yeah. very strange. It's a, it's a twisted memory, and I like to think it's in some sort of way. It's led us to Scoob now, here talking about it. <laughs> um, anyway, that's Scoob. Thanks for joining us. That was like a <laughs> half-hour chat about Scoob. Oh, well, it's important, you know? It's really... it's re- we, The people got to know. Within Scoob, um, there's a little nugget of truth about the kind of the whole world and how it is. How it is today. Yeah, I'd say so. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Scoob. Uh, let's get into news. How about that? I'm ready for a news. I, I, news. There's, it's, it's been an incredible time for video games news. I'm gonna you you uh you pitch those hot news balls at me, and I tell you what, I'm gonna hit each one for a home run. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna ha- you're the king of sting, essentially. You're gonna yep. give us your hot take on what's going on. All right, Kevin, tell me, t- riddle me this. I'm an industry insider. Mm-hmm. PS5 n- coming out. Hit games being announced. All sorts of stuff going on. What do you think about it? It's we're getting Crash Bandicoot four. We're getting. Yes. Um, I watched that. I watched the the PlayStation Five thing, all their trailers, and geez, a lot of video games look the same, don't they? They sure enough do. I didn't They're watch all this. I, like, I saw like a couple of clips on Twitter, but uh, yeah. I saw a sure. few. There are a few that kind of were different. They have a couple of like Super Mario 3D World ripoffs featuring mm-hmm. Sackboy and the robots from whatever Playroom. VR test yeah. thing they made. Um, and then there was some other one that I liked the look of. I forget. I think it was called the Little Devil Inside or something. Have you seen this one? Uh, I haven't, Kevin, but I do have a full list of the okay. announced PS5 games that will run through very quickly. It won't take long, but okay. I've got to read these to you. Are you ready? I am ready. Alright, starting from the top. <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Astro's Playroom. That's probably the Astrobot thing. Yep, that's right. Bug Snacks. With an I, X. That's by, by the creators of Dad. You eat bugs and become a snack. <laughs> that's good. It, it uh, looked pretty weird. Chivalry 2. Chorus. Control. Cyberpunk 2077. Deathloop. Demon Souls. Destiny 2. 
Destruction All-Stars, Dirt 5, Dying Light 2, FIFA 21, Flipper Mechanic? Um, I don't, I'm not sure what that is. Gotta work on a flipper? Well, maybe Fortnite. they have... <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo, that game actually looks kind of neat. Uh, I, I, was, I liked it when I saw that it was in Tokyo, but then it started being about being a Skyrim spell-slinging man, and I lost interest. Uh-huh. I haven't seen too much of it, but I really like The Evil Within, so I believe in those people. Uh, this next game, I have no idea what it could be. Godfall. That could be fucking anything. It's one of those ones on that chart where they have, like, the, the first, the starting word and the ending word of the game. Yeah. War Heist. Just, that, I did, that's not on this list. I just made that up, but you believed it. <laughs> Goodbye, Volcano High. That's in, That sounds interesting. Gods and Monsters. Gothic Remake. Ooh. <laughs> Gran Turismo 7. Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto Online. Hitman 3. We're almost done, Kevin. Horizon okay. Forbidden West. Jet the Far Shore. Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Little Devil Inside, there it is. Yeah, I like the look of that one. It looks um, like kind of cute. It's like half Breath of the Wild, half Shadow of the Colossus. Alright, now, now get, a, get, a, get a load of this next one, Kevin. Okay, I'm ready. The Lord of the Rings, Gollum. <laughs> Wait, what? The Lord of the Rings, uh, colon, Gollum. I'm, Gollum. I'm not sure if I believe you. The Lord of the Rings, Gollum, is an upcoming action-adventure game developed by Daedalic Entertainment. It is based on The Lord of the Rings. Do so you play you as Gollum? Play as Smeagol <laughs> from 13 different levels! And go, go climb and d defeat goblins in this hot new Lord of the Rings game. This uh, is Madden, very it, strange. That is very, very strange. Can't wait to hear more about The Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Madden NFL 21. Microman! Now, I looked into this one a little bit before the show started, Kevin, and Microman is uh, one of those kind of popular survival games you see on Twitch, but it, you are, in fact, a little man... And you have, you like fight like ants with a fork and stuff and ride a little skateboard uh, on a big skateboard through town and stuff. And it looks pretty all right to me. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Oh, it's apparent. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a, a, a kind of remake of a, well, it's like a, it's like a reboot of an old game. Oh, is that right? Um, looks like a, a, old, <laughs> an old DOS game. Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're connected at all, but it's interesting, isn't it? Yes, we got to learn more about Microman. I'm all I'm right. glad that we're getting some sort of game where you're a, where you're a small character because I haven't I haven't been able to scratch that itch since uh, Stuart Little Two and Toy Story Two for PS One. <laughs> Seriously, very underrepresented here. Thank you, Microman. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. Oddwood, Odd Oddworld Soulstorm. Coming out. Uh, let's keep going. Ratchet and Clank rifts apart. There's a new Ratchet and Clank game coming out. That's pretty cool. There is. You can. They they made a big show of it during the thing. What what they have done with it for the PS5 is just made it have 
fast loading times so they can jump between like planets very quick in between these rifts but it doesn't really it doesn't seem to really matter apart from visual Mm. resident evil village is that the new resident evil game i don't think so I I, I I would imagine the next one would be called 8. Maybe it's doing, like, the, the thing again where the letters are the... Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, they're doing, like, the V, I, I, and I from Village is, a, is an 8. So that's silly. It's called Resident <laughs> Evil Village. Okay. Uh, we don't know much about it just yet. It's the same character as Resident Evil 7, it seems. Sackboy, a big adventure. Great. Sherlock Holmes, Chapter 1. Just a book. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine? What is that? <laughs> well, they Don't... must have... They must have just picked the wrong name off of the buzzword just chart. Pivot, pivot. Five it's years like, ago. Pivot, just change it. You can change it. <laughs> you don't have to call it that. Um... Watchdogs Legion, Legion, and WRC Nine World Rally Championship. So that sounds about like a, I don't know. It feels like a PS2 launch or something. You're getting all the the racing games. You're getting all the big hitters. You got some weird Lord of the Rings game coming out. Wow. Sort of strange. Yeah, that that was a that was a ride. Thank you, Kevin. I think it was important that we <laughs> that we mark it for the list so that we them. could. Yeah, acknowledge all the games that are coming out. Thank you, PS5. Let's run through the rest of the news really quick. I'm pretty excited about this Kingdom Hearts Ribbon game coming out. Um, it have looks you seen? Right. Did you end up watching any footage of it, Kevin? Yeah, I've seen the. I saw the trailer. It looks. It looks okay. I don't know. It doesn't look like there's gonna be that much to it, but who knows? Yeah, I'm. I'm more interested in it in terms of I like the music from Kingdom Hearts, and I want an excuse to listen to it outside yeah. of those games. So I, I guess. Uh, we're we're all going to be wrapped up in the story. We're all going to get really into what it's going to bring to the table in terms of the lore of uh, Organization Thirteen. And, and yeah, so I can't. Such. I don't doubt that it's going to have some sort of silly story part. <laughs> they all do. Otherwise, it's not a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. But, um. So that's news. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let's talk a little bit about what we're playing. What kind of games are occupying our minds and our bodies right now? Kevin, what are you feeling in, in your... Well, it was my uh, birthday recently. It was. And I received uh, some Pokemon cards. Ah. Uh, so you've been playing Pokemon? Yeah, I've been playing Pokemon, the trading card game. Do you go to tournaments? No. What's going on here? Who do you play with? <laughs> Um, my friends and family. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting interrogated. No, um, I need to... It's because this is such a left turn for you, Kevin. I, I feel like you're like a... You're a card game guy and a board game guy, but I feel like that's like not like a collectible kind of... Kind of those kind of games. It's always like you have the game and we can just kind of play it whenever, not like a... You know, yeah. you gotta well, buy booster packs and stuff. I was, I was curious. I was curious about what the game was actually like. And I mm-hmm. always saw the cards. Um, and I always thought, well, I'm not going to spend my money on that. But then it was 
uh, a gift for me. So then That's I had wonderful. it. And then I was now curious about whether do I think it is a good game or not. Um, I We got the... The there's a pack at the moment that's for let's let's play Pikachu and let's play Eevee and you get two decks and it's some simple rules and you can just play the game. Mm-hmm. And that sounds, yeah, I was kind of confused by it at first and I wasn't sure if it was good and then I did think it was good because there's all these kind of little little tricks and stuff and little clever things you can do and then I thought it wasn't good again because all the decks are. They're kind of the same, like they all have a certain, they all have kind of the same amount of energy and Pokemon and trainers. But then I thought that it was good again because the the variety is in the different things that your Pokemon can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it seems like a very high skill ceiling here for the Pokemon card game. You're learning a lot constantly. It's like it's well, like you're playing Dark Souls, <laughs> like you're battling with it. I wouldn't say that it has a high high skill ceiling. It's full, it's full of I'll, depth. Uh, uh, it's full of flipping coins, and if you flip your coin right, you right. Uh, you get a good thing happen to you. I played. Uh, um, I'd never played the physical card game, but I uh, like properly. I think I, me and my friends when we were in primary school just didn't use the like energy cards or whatever. But I played the Game Boy Color game for a while, mm. and I thought that was really fun. And I remember there was some like light sort of resource management stuff in terms of employing all those like element cards and and, and everything like that. Yeah, well, that's kind of an like interesting. That's yeah, that's kind of an interesting part of how how it works. So you have your kind of active Pokemon, and you have Pokemon on your bench, and you're playing your energy cards every turn uh, to kind of give them to kind of unlock their abilities um, for you to use. So the more, kind of more energy you put on them, they have whatever their abilities are. You need a certain amount of energy, and the better ones, you need more energy. Mm. Um, but part of Part of something that that does is it kind of shows you in advance what your opponent kind of has and what you're dealing with and what what kind of things are down the horizon for you. So it's you don't get that feeling. There's lots of games where like you'll go to do something and then someone will just have a card that just cancels whatever you just did and it's like oh well cool good for me. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. But built into Pokemon is kind of that. Uh, you can kind of see what's coming up, so you can you you can adjust and kind of prepare for it yourself as well. So I think that's a good mm. element of it. Um, uh-huh. The pictures of the Pokemon are, are nice. Yes. Although some of them are like, some of them I swear are kind of like deliberately bad, so that the good ones and like the ultra rare ones stand out more. Mm. I think my favorite Pokemon cards, I only played it when I was a kid, but I like the shitty 3D renders of Pokemon that they will just sometimes do for some cards. I think those are my favorite. A lot of of variety in art. seems like they get a lot of different artists to do them, and that's that's very cool. Yeah, they they do. Uh, Um, I I played it online as well. They give you a little... uh, Digital codes, so you can get wow. you get the cards online as well. All the cards you bought. Um, so you get like you get if you buy a deck, you get that deck. If you buy a booster pack, you get like a digital booster pack, but it's different cards. I see. Interesting. Um, does it work well on the online thing? I didn't even know that was a fucking uh, yeah. thing. Well, <laughs> it's it's really weird. It it does work. 
pretty well when it comes to the cards and the actual playing the game part it it is quite good but it is it's like it seems to be like a weird flash like a weird app made in flash or something <laughs> like the the game itself and like the they have nice like card moving around animations and stuff but you have like stuff like when you win or lose the graphics that come up and also like before you start a fight it always has like you're versing like this other character and they all look like they're out of like a clip art catalog <laughs> like they don't look it's they don't look good or like any official pokemon art which is really weird yeah it's um, just the fucking dolomites or something dolomites yeah it's, it's like it's, <laughs> it's like they got it feels like it's off the shelf. That's what it feels like, mm, which is a no very weird thing for it to have. But I, it, it must just be because they start. It must just be because they started a, a long time ago. Right, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. I just found that to be a weird part of it. Is they've got a lot of the the art on the the art for the characters on the on the online one is is pretty weird. <laughs> Excellent, sounds like a sounds like a fun time, Kevin. I can't it is. wait. It's been. Good. It's like when we. It's like when we went to PAX and I bought all those fucking Final Fantasy cards for no reason <laughs> and we played it once. Except for this, I'm glad you're getting longevity out of this one. Well, um, yeah, it's been good. I mean, I got Ari into it as well, so. We've got, oh, excellent! We've each got lots of decks, so we can all play together. So that's fun. I also have been playing another game, that came out recently. And it's called a- mm. a- Atomic Crops, I get is what it's called. What Have you that? heard about this one? No. So no. it's like half is a, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, farming game, I guess. So it's like half Nuclear Throne, but imagine if you you were playing Nuclear Throne to collect to collect seeds, which you go mm. back home and plant in your farm, uh, and then. You have to protect your farm. You, so you do that during the day to go out and like collect seeds and, and animals and stuff. And then at night time, you have to go home and protect your farm from uh, like slugs and stuff. I and see. So you plant everything, you know, you plant certain crops of the same type together and uh, put fertilizer on them and they kind of combine and get a get a bonus and stuff. And there's all different kinds of plants and different kinds of uh enemies and bonuses and stuff and it's it, i've enjoyed it it's been a good time so is it like um it seems like it's kind of a combination of that action stuff uh, of nuclear throne going and, and like shooting and stuff and with a little bit of like a harvest moon sort of clickery kind of game yeah um, i guess it's, it's it's definitely more of an action game you only mm-hmm. get like brief moments to try and actually plan or or plant stuff most of the time um the well the way i've been playing it at least a lot of the time you're planting stuff you're also trying to shoot a bunch of guys at the same time time, so uh it uh can get pretty chaotic and it's got Mm -hmm. kind of uh it's got it's like pixel art but made to look kind of like wacky kind of crazy clay monsters and stuff uh it's been good Mm. 
you kind of, so you have this you have a central area in the middle that's where your farm is and then you kind of if you go to the uh, if you go to, to your left there's like the desert area and you can get different desert seeds which are they have like different plants which need less water or something and if you go the other way there's the plains and then you can also kind of you can also buy bridges to like unlock further zones where it's kind of like level two planes where there's much tougher versions of the enemies uh, from the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and then you fight uh, like a giant uh, snail or a giant uh, tractor or something. <laughs> so it's like a, a random boss kind of like entered a dungeon or something like that. You'll get a well. It's the always you have you have like kind of two days, uh, and then on the third day. The, the boss for that season turns up so it's always it's always oh. the same one so first you fight like a giant snail and then for summer you fight uh a, a giant angry sun <laughs> who comes down mm-hmm. um yeah i'm looking at this art right now and it's it's bloody beautiful it's so detailed yeah they've kind of they do joyful have like a kind of 3d look yeah yeah uh yeah funny cartoon vegetables <laughs> Yeah, gross faces on everybody. And they all, uh, when you're <laughs> when you're at the farm and you're watering them uh, and fertilizing them and stuff, they're all uh, laughing and hooting and hollering <laughs> as you <laughs> as you farm them. It's pretty f- funny. Gorgeous. Mm, I want to play this. This looks great. It is good. I think the art is, is done it? by uh, an Australian as well. Never mind, I don't want to play it. I'm jealous. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. That's wonderful. Good to, good to see it, always. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Crops. Um, is that is that most of what That's you've been it. up to, Kevin? Yeah. Cool. I've been playing a... Uh, well, I played. It's beaten. I did the whole thing. A little game called Sakura Wars. And, Kevin, I'm proud to announce it's been a while... Since I've done it, but I'm back. I'm back playing anime games. Finally. Back to it. Back to my my true self. Realized. Uh, Sakura Wars just came out, I think, last month or the month before. Um, uh, A continuation of the old sort of uh, these uh, Sega visual novel games that were on like the Saturn and Dreamcast and stuff like that. That were a mix of like a, uh, you know... 1920s wartime Japan stuff, or like just war, and uh, also dating sim, and uh, mech game, um, and they sort of had a little, a little bit of real of uh, turn-based strategy stuff as well, but this game is just like a, a, a visual novel with a lot of uh, pretty 3D effects, because it was made in Sega's like Sonic Forces engine. It's really, really pretty. I think you would like the look of some of the... Uh, the the like architecture and stuff like that just the, the scenery in the game it's a lot of like kind of steampunk visuals let me set it up for you okay. let me really spell it out you are in 1930s japan and you are like a were a captain of a boat but your boat exploded and now you're on a train to work at a feeder uh uh and at the feeder there are girls that perform uh, and, and, and act and, and dance and stuff like that. 
and and you're sort of their captain, making sure the business goes along as planned. You you got the budget and you're good, and they're all doing great, and you're 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 helping them along. Uh, but the twist is, uh, in secret, you are a military organization, and the girls and you uh, pilot robots and fight demons uh, when you're not doing like performances and stuff like that. And uh, it's it's very very anime premise. Um, your enjoyment of the game will be based upon if you mind that the character you play as has two swords on him at all times and never uses the swords at any point during the game. <laughs> because that's not what this game is about. This it's like. In the on the store page, it's like oh, little action sequences, uh, character action, all your all the stuff you how you treat the girls in the game because it's kind of like a dating sim thing. Uh, will determine how strong they are and all your attacks and stuff. But uh, it's it's very much a farce. It's like there's a there's several like little moments where you're playing like a really bad uh, PS2 character action game <laughs> that is incredibly basic and it is all in service of just more story things happening at you and the, a lot of uh, tropes of characters being like I gotta I gotta do my best we gotta win for friendship and, and, and that sort of stuff it's a lot it's it's like if if SWAT cats was about also if that show was about just as much them flying planes as it was them uh, fixing fucking planes and machinery and stuff like that. If anyone remembers SWAT cats, you're going to love that inside reference. Just like Dar and Dill. Just pulling them all out today. Um, but yeah, I even though the action stuff was bad and it's just kind of like a, you know, silly fun anime plot. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It's very cozy. The, all the characters are very lovable. Um, the voice acting is pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of it. It's pretty much all just uh, voice acted and uh, uh, like all uh, you know cutscenes where the camera is placed all over. The, and it, it's pretty much just a big long cutscene that sometimes you you play a game for a few minutes. And I was okay with that. That was a good way to to end every night. It's just half an hour of this. How long this does it go anime. for? I would say it went for about twenty five hours in mm. the end, which is. Pretty, pretty lengthy. At the end of like every, uh, you know, uh, chapter, you get like a next time on the game kind of thing. Ah, that's handy. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. It, it felt a bit like, it, like it's structured in such a way that it feels like you're just watching a TV show or something. So you want to go mm. like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen tonight in Soccer Wars. Probably they'll get in trouble. And then uh, Friendship will win. <laughs> Presumably. Uh, but uh, uh, now I've beaten the game. And uh, I'm proud to say, Kevin, I'm watching uh, the anime that takes place after after the game takes place. Good, so, good. Uh, as you should. As I sh yeah, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, I'll I'll let you guys know how I'm going with that. No snack world update. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, um, snack snack world will have to wait. Snack world will have to wait because I did play a little bit of. I only talk about it briefly, but I bought Final Fantasy fourteen. And I, I trying out the, the online trial for that because it was on sale for very cheap. So I made a, a like a very hot little cat boy. Who, <laughs> he has a magical book and he loves to fish. I, I never, whenever anyone tells me about MMOs, I always completely lose interest because they just start talking about the, the systems and the numbers and the macros and it's real boring. That's not why I play them. I play them to make a, a little 
character that I can kind of develop what he's all about. Yeah. Um, and then uh, go on chat and tell everyone, I hope you're having a great time in Final Fantasy, everybody. <laughs> Just like when we were uh, Professor Snape in uh, the Dragon Ball one. Yeah, that's the, that's the most fun to me, is, is being like a, taking the reins of a, a character creator and being like, what's this, what's this character all about? Who's this man? What server Snape? What would server Snape do in the Dragon Ball universe? We need to upload that video at some point. We that do. Would be very funny. Um, but that's me for now. I reckon, Kevin. Uh, let's nice get one. into. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of games to be played, including. Uh, I hope you. I hope you did your homework on this one, Kevin, because of course the game of the week uh, was Austin Powers Pinball. Game Club Club of the Week. Uh, a, a Austin Powers video game. Now, I thought, I thought Austin Powers Pinball would, of course, be based on the Austin Powers Pinball Machine that exists in real life. <laughs> but it's but not. But it's not. It's just sort of uh, two original pinball cabinets. One based on the first film, the other based on The Spy Who Shagged Me. And, uh, it's... What do you think about it, Kevin? Did you get I a chance to... I forgot, I forgot to Oh, it's it. okay. Here, guess what? Let me spell th- it out for you. Well, here's what I think. I think maybe it, it... I think maybe this game, in honor of its significance, perhaps it should be a two-weeker. You really want to play it, huh? Perhaps it really. Perhaps it's gonna take two weeks to really get to the bottom of what makes Austin <laughs> Powers pinball tick. Okay. Well, let me just lay it down. Let me let me give you some instructions for when you do play it, Kevin. Okay. So there's two I, pinball I've tables. Go, gotta go to Austin Powers pinball school. Yeah. Okay. So here's what you gotta do. You got in on the first pinball table. You gotta spell out groovy. Okay. You gotta make sure to spell out groovy. Um, also, there's a, there's a trivia zone. If you hit the little TV with Basil Exposition on it, you'll enter the trivia, the 90s trivia zone. And then you have to kind of go into these little ramps based on what you think the answer is to these 90s trivia questions. Sort of interesting. And while you're doing that, you're, you're moving around the pinball table and (laughs) the little orange screen is showing (laughs) Austin Powers being cryogenically frozen for some reason. And uh, you got to uncryogenic freeze him, I think. I haven't oh. really gotten that far of it yet. I think that's part of the concept. I think I um, like that thematically. I'm sure once I'm sure once once Austin's unfrozen, the 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 jackpot bonus points. Wow, they must be mm. off the charts once Austin's uh, getting ready with it. Yeah, you can if you hit the TV with a lot of vagina on it, you can sort of have a hot tub bonus where you have to hit the hot tub that a lot of vaginas in. And that's sort of fun. Um, it's. <laughs> Let me talk about the next one. The, okay. the next one is is the the spy who shagged me table. Now this one is sort of different because instead of having Austin Powers and uh, his girlfriend on it, it's a, it's a sort of Doctor Evil and all his henchmen instead. Ah, of course. Yes. And this one, this one sort of lacks a little bit of context because I the only bonus I, I I spent a little bit of less time in this one, but the only bonus I encountered was like I hit like a sh- a coffee shop and I got like a little like a little pixelated like java cup of coffee and it said coffee bonus 
And I didn't know that was like a thing that Doctor Evil was all about. Well, I think that I think that over time, I think that when they released Austin Powers Pinball, perhaps they didn't really. Maybe much it to was draw from. It, yeah. I think maybe it was too recent for them to really know what was going to what was going to live on about Austin Powers. I disagree completely <laughs> because this is Austin Powers and Austin Powers the Spy Who Shagged Me, and that's basically the same movie as Austin Powers, like amplified. They just did all the same jokes basically for that one. Okay, well maybe they maybe they just ran out of maybe they just ran out of things. Let me let me end the, let me end my my spiel with this before because we're, we're gonna we're gonna go back to this in our next episode, of course. Everyone, you better be playing Austin Powers Pinball out there. Just keep <laughs> until, playing it you, until you it. someone else plays Austin Powers Pinball and confirms it. Mm-hmm. No other games. <laughs> We've it's been like given. When a teacher, it's like when a teacher finds out one of the kids cheated on a test. He's like, "We're not leaving until we find out who did it." Exactly. We all have to retake the test again. Yep. Exactly. Back to your seats, everybody. Um, no. Here's where I'll end it. Is that after playing the game, the pinball tables are very basic and quite small. I looked at the Austin Powers actual like some pinball gameplay from the real life cabinet, and it is insurmountably better. <laughs> It, it has the little time portal at the top. It's got all these rails and different stuff. Um, it, it, it's pretty big. Um, I guess it's also probably pretty limited, but it looked more fun uh, than these tinder tables. And the problem with the PS1 game is they don't use the fucking music. There's no theme on either of the tables. There's no, like, using the, like, dramatic uh, Doctor Who nah, nah, music nah. Is, yeah, is there any... Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> No, no, no! You need that. And then I saw the real life cabinet, and they have all of that. So we have to play that one. We have to go find real life Austin Powers pinball after this. Uh, join us on our GoFundMe as we go cross country, yeah, trying to find the last Austin Powers up. machine pinball machine, so that we can play it and tell you all about it. But for now, we're stuck with the PS One um, sort of reduced version but uh we'll talk more about that next week i guess thank you <laughs> thank you kevin we've got we've got it now this is our first this is a first for the show honestly we've never had we've never had a game that kevin so desperately wanted to try that we're going to prolong it for all of us i think so, so. i think that it's i think that it would honestly be disrespectful not to of the ip yeah yeah I feel I I completely I completely agree. We were gonna get to. <laughs> I was gonna make the game club golf on Mars, which I was very excited about. But you know what? Let's just make it Austin Powers pinball again. You're right. Forget that. Forget that. That garbage. We're, from now on, just and then after this, we're gonna be playing Austin Powers. Welcome to my underground lair. And the other mini game collection. Hmm. We gotta hit all the bases. We're gonna play the uh, mobile Nokia game, Austin Powers. It's a platformer. If you'd like to play uh, any, if you'd like to know, let us know what kind of Austin Powers games you'd like to see, guys. At questions at skypiratestudios.com. You can also uh, talk to us on Twitter at skypirateradio. Um, so please let us please know about do. Austin Powers. Please let us know about Austin Powers Pinball. Your thoughts on it. 
Uh, let us know what your favorite UIs are in games too, because I, I, we want to, especially for like little racing games or Pac-Man games and stuff like that. We want more references to draw from. So if you listen this far, <laughs> <laughs> please, uh, please do that too. And we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna get UI you crazy. Think, which is the most iconic Austin Powers uh, catchphrase? Is it Yeah Baby? Is it Groovy Baby? Um, There's a wealth to choose me... from. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? A classic. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I think I think it's got to be, yeah. Yeah, baby, yeah. Or something to do with having mojo. He He's groovy. Daddy wasn't there. There's all sorts of stuff with Austin all, Powers that you can all, draw from. There's, uh, yeah, there's... um. Tight like a tiger. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, um. I mostly draw from Goldmember. Sorry, everybody, but it's my favourite. It's my favourite one. I've seen it the most times. Um, it's a it's a high octane film. It's a high octane film for high octane people. I'm sorry. I feel I feel a bit. I feel a bit ashamed for having not played the game of the week, oh, and I guess that no. might that might be affecting my energy a little bit. I don't want to bring the the cast down, you know. No, it's it's okay. It, it, it doesn't matter whatsoever. <laughs> In fact, I welcome a second week that's, that's of Austin Powers pinball. I can't that's wait to play more. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna compare high scores. I'm gonna <laughs> download it on all my consoles. I'll get it on PSP and Nintendo Switch. And, it just uh, it wouldn't look. It wouldn't be Sky Pirate Radio any other way, would it? It wouldn't be Sky Sky Pirate Radio without a little bit of hijinks, a little bit of mojo, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Baby. Yeah, baby. Goodbye, baby. Have a shagadelic week. Have baby. a groovy day, baby. Yeah! Alright. <laughs> <laughs>